0: What's your name, Christopher Sweeney? Where'd you come from, Will Young. <laughs>
1: This is Homo sapiens Season 3, Episode 4. This week, William, we
0: are on our road trip of America and we have got a brilliant episode for you because we are going off to the gay rodeo, no less. We took ourselves off to Palm Springs to meet the gay cowboys and to meet Miss Palm Springs Hot Rodeo, Sianna Carmela Costa, who happens to be the first transgender Miss Palm Springs Hot Rodeo ever. I see a twinkle in your eye, William. Tell me why. Because I'm hungover. Oh, how so?
1: I went to see Bastille.
0: Ah, he went to my school.
1: No. Yeah. How, uh, same age?
0: thank you. Uh, No, I think he's probably five years younger than me.
1: I think he's good looking. Mm. He's got a pair of pipes on him.
0: What, What took you there? I wouldn't see you at a Bastille gig myself. Well,
1: interesting. I went with my friend... Our friend Milsey. your friend of mine,
0: Milsey, of the scrambled eggs fame. Yes, see season one for more. I feel she's going to come back for season three. Over my dead body. <laughs> um, <laughs> she. I noticed she posted from Bastille on Instagram last night.
1: Well, you know she loves to Instagram she live or all that to shit. Yeah. I couldn't get her to do it. Really? I kept on tapping. the more pints I had, I kept on tapping her, tapping her. And then we got told off because we were because my lighting designer and show designer dear friend rob sinclair does bastille hence that's how i got there ah okay yeah it was great gig yeah great gig and i was supping the dregs of that san miguel from the (laughs) they'd run out of they'd run out of the barrel or whatever i said i'll just keep it coming he goes it's only foam i went doesn't matter i almost grabbed him by the throat one man's foam. <laughs> it's another man's forest. I'm
0: just got to take my sweat off. Oh, I'm you're hot, warm. and let's
1: talk about this. Let's talk. You've do, got. Did we put on a voice? <laughs> did we put on a little voice? See, you are hot. My, oh, yes. dear. Tell me why. I've
0: been ill. You have been I ill, had, I know. And I had to cancel things. Yes, you did. <clears throat> I've had a cold. I'm going to say flu. I mean, you look horrific. <laughs> Like death Absolutely like, horrific. like death warmed up, that's it's what I like, dad
1: always. Used I don't know. Things. It's like yeah, like death it's like someone's got a badger and just slapped you around the face with it. Thanks. Your husband, William, is very good at playing nurse.
0: He brought me food in bed for three days solid. He loves it though, doesn't he? There was a slight you know, the thing I love about being ill is when when there's a glimmer that you're better and you're you're choosing whether you want to reveal it or not and they look at you and they go do you want me to bring you something? Mm. And you're like, I like some
1: toast, please. Yeah. and you, yeah,
0: and and they look at you like you're not fucking ill anymore.
1: No, they they and suddenly they, it's just a little bit of a hmm. from them. Yeah, I mean, I'm pleased you're here because I could, I'd be happy to do it on my own, but it's hard.
0: <laughs> In some ways, you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I do this radio show, can I? I'll tell you about the radio things and who, who knows if anyone <laughs> who knows uh, if anyone listens. Strictly is also back <laughs> on stage. God, imagine. <laughs> God, I've had to squeeze into that outfit again. <laughs> so I was on the radio because I don't have you to talk to. Yeah. I just talk shit. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about, I said, oh yeah, I remember listening to that song on the top of Hay Bales with my brother in the summertime when we were teenagers. Oh, and you used to get all the combine harvesters. And then I went, God, you don't see any combine harvesters anymore. And I looked through the glass at the, <laughs> at the two guys that were both doing asleep. the show. No, they were like, <laughs> What you don't see any? Co- I mean, really, like almost disgusted. Like, what the fuck are you saying? And then I then I was like, oh yes, but but you don't really see them in London. It was a dead end <laughs> conversation.
0: Just watching the red clock timer go down. <laughs> to <play>. Yes, forty seven <laughs> seconds till I can play Tony Braxton. Yes, ex- oh my god. What can I say?
1: Exactly. And now here's some left field.
0: And what do you play?
1: Uh, next week is Crush, <gasps> Jennifer Page. Crush. Jennifer Page. Um, uh, Sonic. <gasps> I got his metal on you. Use yeah. me a totally mystified. Do you remember she was wearing that? Small and that's what makes you <laughs>
0: She's wearing that short silver dress. Yes. Shaved head. Yes. Green lasers. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: 90s. <laughs> I I never get it. And then her voice suddenly changed But <laughs> it's a weird place. Oh, um, so I've good. got another one. On the beach. Which one? York. That? Dun, 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 oh my god. Dun, 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 dun. But yeah, oh. I got to play. I got to play seven minutes, pretty much, or six minutes of Donny Hathaway, "The Ghetto." <laughs> What's that? It's just it's just the most amazing tune. But, <laughs> but when did you get to play that on radio 2? No, I was thrusting and chiving in my chair.
0: Have you seen Dermot O'Leary videos himself doing this warm-up dance every time he goes on the radio? No, have you seen it? Is it he goes on Instagram Live and he does this dance for like fifteen minutes before his episode and. Everyone like logs on and goes, wait, damn it! Have a look at it.
1: Is he a good mover? Yeah, he's a
0: really good dancer. Is he? Oh
1: god, don't! Because I always think he'd be if he was if it was marry, snog, push off a cliff. Yeah, he'd be marry, wouldn't he?
0: Yeah. Who wh- Who are the three we're talking about? Oh, T four presenters.
1: Oh, so <laughs> oh no, we can't because we'll be nasty about people. No, but we won't do push, we, a, we push won't, off a cliff. Is...
0: We're not going to do push off a cliff. No, but we'll do snog. Well, Jamila Jamil, because I think she's amazing.
1: My God, she's amazing. She's in that show. The Good Place. She's so
0: good. And have you seen her thing, Eye she's been doing on the Instagram? She does this thing which is all about positive body image, and she's really cool. I was directing a video for Sophie ellis Bexton many years ago, and she came to set when she was a T4 presenter to do a piece about it. And do you remember the tone of T4 was oh, so pissy. Just
1: so aggro and such wankers. It was
0: mean. I thought it was yeah, really mean. they were mean. And she arrived and I was just like... Here we go. Here we go. They're going to be mean to Sophia Lisbeck. It doesn't matter about me. They're going to be mean to her. And I was like, oh, this is horrible. And Jamila Jamil was so nice and not mean at all. And I felt like she had the confidence to not be that kind of... You can't sit with us. Tone that had developed on T four. Oh, somehow.
1: Simon Amstel, the only person that ever made me cry. Really? Yeah. Out why of the did he make you cry? <laughs> <laughs> so prat, because I have no sex life. I don't even know why I'm saying that. Do you know what I mean? It's just really funny. It's though, just too. funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He really made me cry. It was horrible. In person. You just was. They were just so nasty in the interviews.
0: You were there for was, peak.
1: Yeah, peak meaning. nastiness. Never understood it. Mm. But uh, praise the Lord, those days are gone. Can I tell you about a book? Please. I've got a copy of this. don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I don't give a shit. The um, Bible. Yes. <laughs> Joseph, he's a funny chap. I don't, <laughs> think, it's out, <laughs> I don't think it's out yet, but um, it's called Queer Intentions. It's by a journalist called Amelia Abraham. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading it and it's really interesting. Oh, It's a journey through LGBTQ plus culture really yeah and she talks about kind of just do look we look. want to get married why do I want to get married oh it's sticky stop it just sort of questioning lots of things but in a very interesting self-effacing relatable way and uh, I think mm. it's rather cool. I think she's rather cool, actually. I like her.
0: Do you think that this could be something that could translate to beyond the LGBTQ plus community?
1: Yes, because I think like she's talking about breakups. You know, she goes, oh, way to this isn't a spoiler. It starts off with her going all the way to Iceland for this girl. Oh, crumbs! So she gets back to Luton <sighs> and it's like, what the hell am I doing? And I love her. I don't know. It's just a very, very good way to start. Yeah, it's a good book.
0: Have you ever done anything reckless like that? In love
1: I I got back from Miami That's a whole other story in itself (laughs) And um, Flew up to Flew up to Edinburgh (laughs) To Go and Sleep with this guy Mm -hmm. And We went On a sort of date thing, I must have told you this. And we went up George Street in Edinburgh. It was the Edinburgh Festival. He was in some horrific drama show. Well, I played a hawk and he swung on scaffolding. And I just was watching it going, oh, my God, what the hell am I doing here? Um, And then we went for a meal, but we went to, like, a place where you get takeaway pizza. You know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, when you're pissed. Yes. And he asked for champagne. I thought, oh my God. And he (laughs) said, we've only got sparkling wine. The guy bought sparkling wine and then he he opened it and it went all over said person. And I thought it was hysterical. He didn't. Oh my God. But we did have bloody good sex, let me tell you. Oh, that's when we had sex in a Grundon bin.
0: Oh, okay, so that's the time <laughs> when you had sex with yeah. Gundam. And then when people found out about that, Grundon sent you a mini bin?
1: Grundon sent me a mini pencil sharpener, Grundon bin. Oh my god! I know.
0: I went on a date with a guy who was a violinist and he invited me to his gig. And then backstage or afterwards or whatever, he said, I really want you to spend the night with me, but I'm sharing a room with my bandmate who was the other violinist. I think the three of us should sleep in a room together. There's two single beds. I said no. That was an odd request, right?
1: Was the other violinist hot?
0: Hot and straight. He got really grumpy. and was like, I don't understand why he won't stay the night. And I was like, I'm not going to stay in a room with someone who I don't know in a single
1: bed. No, it's weird. Did you ever see him again? I can't. Oh, you can remember, you just can't say. No, I'm just i just
0: laughing. (laughs) The reason I'm laughing is because I was absolutely besotted with him. And you look back on your younger self and go, what on earth was going through your mind? I I also remember asking someone. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Why am I telling these stories? Guys, good share. I remember asking someone out. I was so nervous. I really fancied this guy. I was at DTPM. Did you ever go there?
1: DTPM, yes. Sunday night?
0: (gasps) Sunday. Big gay night on a Sunday night. Yeah, where was it? fabric I think and it was everyone was like topless and muscly and handsome and I was fully clothed <laughs> and nervous <laughs> we went in and this guy was so handsome and he was on the dance floor and it was really druggy and I wasn't doing any drugs for once and I walked up to him in the middle of the dance floor and I just went um excuse me and he went yeah, and he went, I don't suppose you'd like to go for a drink sometime. And he just looked at me and went, no.
1: Oh, that's awful. And I, had to sta-
0: and I was in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's awful, but I was being weird.
1: I don't think that's weird, because I think it just shows that you wanted to do things in that way. I know, but
0: I wasn't really reading the room. I was it's being quite a bit charming. Odd. Also, I will say, what what comes up, I've just thought, as I said that story, that I've never heard anyone talk about, it, actually... There is a real thing in the gay male community where people will blank you as you talk to them. So if you go up and try and say hi, they'll just go, no, and turn around. I've had that happen to me a
1: few times. Me too. It's horrendous. Yeah, it's horrible. But do you think that's just the gay community? Don't you think (coughs) Or my face. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when, like, I became an adult and thought, oh God, now I have to kind of flirt with people. I Mm. was dreadful at it. First time I went to a gay club. I went with two sisters of a girlfriend.
0: Is that gay slang?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> and I went with the two sisters because It's like Parse or whatever that, oh, par- they're, a, they're a drag act aren't they <laughs> <laughs> Two sisters and a girlfriend um, God was I the girlfriend And I went up to a guy It was in Freedom which was a sort of Bisexual bar in Soho London And I asked someone for a drink I plucked up the courage to do it oh. And then he was straight But he was really nice Maybe. And I said well my friends are watching so can I just buy you a drink anyway? Oh. And I did. Did you? That's But cool. again, I had no, like, that whole thing of having game. No, 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 And no. I kind of, like, forced myself to have game. But literally, I don't think, and I'm going to be on. I've never thought about this. I don't think I ever liked doing it. No. I don't think it was me. You feel
0: like you're doing something because allegedly this is what you, you're supposed to do?
1: No, like, I would, and... You know, had some wonderful encounters Over the years I think My 30th in particular, I remember Came out of nowhere, that one um, <laughs> One minute I was in a kebab shop Next thing I was in the kebab shop
0: <laughs> What time is it? It's time for
1: Twitter Ooh, did you hear Oh There's yes, I heard that It's mm. a little burpee
0: the Twitter question this week is, what's the last text you sent? Why did we ask the question, William? Because we thought it would be funny. Yeah. Sometimes there doesn't need to be a rhyme or a reason, does no, there? No, it's just I mean,
1: getting to know the listeners.
0: James Barley has written, I'm going to cook as a vegan full English. I'll need some help with the scrambled tofu. That's sort of scrambled eggs, isn't it? Which have form on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Where are you at with your, we
1: all must become vegan and save the planet? Chris, honestly, I've got better fish to fry. I've got an album to finish. Fish to fry.
0: There you oh, go. God, more, there you go. Done it, done it already. <laughs> I've got an album to finish. <laughs> the last message Ashley sent was, do you fancy coming over on Sunday for long walks, loads of fresh air and more hearty food?
1: It's oh, an open question.
0: That's adult dating. Like adult we were just dating, talking about. yes. Um, they replied, yes, Ashley's informed us. So that was their Sunday sorted. <laughs> Becky Harrison uh the last message she sent was love you more than turkey and piccalilli sandwiches, comma ego. Well Becky's pregnant for a start.
1: Alright, so turkey's out.
0: Whereas and she's <laughs> that's a craving.
1: Oh it's a craving. Do you know what I mean? Yes.
0: That's what my hunch is.
1: Yes, well done.
0: The last message Ethan Harvey said his is funny. Pretend I'm sexy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wish you hadn't said that when I put a drink in my mouth. That's good, isn't it? Oh my God, that should be the T-shirt. Pretend I'm sexy. It's a great one. We're taking that. We're going to be like the Olsen twins. We're going to launch a fashion range. <laughs>
0: we can really straighten our hair and wear long coats and just walk around Hollywood looking grumpy together. Oh yeah, and
1: sort of the Stevie Nicks hats. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yvonne's last message that she sent was lost two recycling bins again, got four lids and one bin. Lucky the big bins were just about on the drive. You don't have to reply if you don't want to, Yvonne. <laughs> <laughs> the last message remaining Zane said I'll let him discuss it with his husband tonight
1: there's <sighs> trouble at Mel I think they're buying a house
0: I think they live in Lower Locksley don't
1: you <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god the arch Do you think they're buying a house I think they're buying a house uh, Tedney has said
0: Then he stopped replying once he saw my nudes Oh well, that's like me in the club. It's got nothing to do with your, you, Tedney. It's them.
1: got everything to do with them.
0: Fly like an eagle. You're beautiful, Tedney. Yes. Oh, Christ. Falcarinster. I thought you'd have at least chopped it up or something by the time I got back.
1: Cocaine, clearly.
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking of murder.
1: Oh, oh, yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
0: I'll end with one you're going to love, William, from Laurie Loris. The last message Laurie Loris said was... He had a bit of a marching band jacket on. It's your thing, no? You love yeah. a marching band jacket. Yeah, I do. Right? Just
1: got rid of a couple of them. Have you? Mm. Well, one of them's quite expensive.
0: Sold or thrown away?
1: Uh, let me just tell you, the charity shop around the corner from me, I'm so in with them now. You do but remember... But I have your... to tell them that it's really nice stuff. I'm like, I just want to tell you, uh, by the way, yeah. that this is actually really nice.
0: You do remember your little friend Chris, though, don't you?
1: No, but little Chris doesn't... Oh, actually, there were a couple of things you what, what, little shit. Chris has grown, grown, has he? Oh, shit, you would have liked a couple of them, actually. That big mulberry what? coat. What mulberry? Yeah, <gasps> blue. Blue.
0: I and, love blue. And I got
1: and I had a gray,
0: grey. Grey. L- I love grey. Like loft. Loft. I love loft. <laughs> William, it's a really special landmark for us. Do you know who I've had an email from? Rona. No, the Universal Church of Life emailed me. <gasps> saying happy eight-year anniversary. Oh, you're
1: joking. you are joking.
0: I'm not joking. It's your anniversary, it says. Hello, Reverend Christopher. <laughs> another year, another cheer. That's right. It's now been eight years since you became an ordained minister, oh. which we did eight years ago in your sitting room in Cornwall. In do Cornwall. you remember? And we both got ordained. And then little did we know all those years ago that you would in fact marry me as the ordained minister. Congrats. Isn't that pretty yeah. cool? Do you yeah. want to
1: know the date we did it?
0: 5th of February, 2011.
1: Oh, we went down. That's so lovely.
0: Do you want to know the other thing that happened on that very day?
1: Milsey gave you a blowy.
0: On that very day, William, is when Scrambled Egg Gate yeah, began.
1: Yeah, when you and Milsy... That's
0: been an eight-year beef. That's longer than Kanye and Drake. <laughs> it's longer
1: than Brexit. Anyway,
0: I what a happy celebration.
1: Oh, congratulations. I want to go higher now.
0: Thank you. Higher?
1: I want to go papal.
0: Maybe that's what you call the album. <laughs> Scissors, papal stone. (laughs) I don't want to do this every week, but I feel like (laughs) my horse impression (laughs) is quite apt here. Yes,
1: it is. Why, though?
0: Because we went to Palm Springs on our road trip of of queer America to the LGBT Rodeo. Yes. Or the Gay Rodeo, an amazingly progressive institution, which encompasses all the things that you associate with... The American institution of rodeo, which is riding horses, com- competitions, you sort of have like a talent contest as well, but all through the LGBT filter.
1: And they do things with goats.
0: What I thought was cool about it is it's this gay event, but is actually built for everyone to come to families, everything come to it, right? So yep. it's kind of this amazingly inclusive. Yes, event.
1: specific but not specific And that's hard for a man to say with a lisp yeah. um, and, and not what I expected at all
0: And the amazing story of Sammy and Where he grew up in this ultra-macho environment But he knew he was gay And then through Gay Rodeo he found himself It's incredible
1: So here's the interview you're going to hear From Miss Palm Springs Hot Rodeo Joni Which was how she wanted to be called at the time uh, But first you're going to hear from Sammy Who's going to talk about
2: goats we have tried to add this, uh, it's a community event, and it's called community goat dressing. It can be other kinds of events too, but one of the rodeo events is goat dressing. And so if we call it community goat dressing, we can bring people in off of the, out of the stands, and anybody who just wants to try it could come in and try to Dress the goat. Can, Can we just clarify
3: what exactly... <laughs> I'm so, so excited. He's seeing a sheep fun. in a right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> so much fun to watch. It's it's so easy. hilarious.
2: <laughs> so there we have a goat. That is... <laughs> <laughs> um, Will is jumping up and down. It. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's because
1: I dress as sheep when I go to fancy dress puppies. And it, it is. might yeah.
2: be <laughs> very close. So there, it's a two-person team. Uh, they work as partners. One person has underwear, mm-hmm. so it's and it's just plain white underwear, large size for the goat. One of the team members, that's their job, is to catch the goat, and then the other person has the underwear to put it on, and they work as a team to put that on. And there's a technique that really wow. works fast and easy if you work together. And it How did it come about? <laughs> It's brilliant. <laughs> I just, I, you know, that's one of the events in what we call, or in in the gay rodeos, it's called a camp event. It was that created. Is. It was made up to help bring people in to do something fun, something easy. And I don't call it easy because it's really not that easy, <laughs> and um, and it can also be dangerous. Um, yeah, people get nice. hit in the face with the goat hooves. Mm. People have ran and sprained their ankles, fallen and broken their wrists. Any event in rodeo has risks. But what? it's a fun event and it uh, does help. It's, al- it's almost like an introductory event. If someone who just was watching and decided, I want to do something in mm. the rodeo, this would be something that I would or it's one of uh, um, another rodeo person would come and say, this is what you can start off Yeah, Get your feet wet. It's
0: all, almost sounding like, to me, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, like, rodeo is such an institution in America that, and it brings people together and it brings community together that you can put on the gay rodeo and people can come and they know what they're going to get. But at the same time, we'll see some really inclusive things going on that perhaps they wouldn't normally be exposed to. But because it's on their terms in you know, a, in an environment they know. One of the reasons we wanted to cover the rodeo on this trip is because it is so, for me, the epitome of masculinity, American masculinity, and then also with the royalty thing, American femininity and showmanship and stuff. And mm. so it's. I think it's quite interesting, and I wonder what you feel, that it's it's sort of like but by being gay you're not allowed to be included in that because it's you're suddenly not masculine let's say and it's that's rubbish you know you can be a gay man who also does rodeo and it doesn't make you any less of a man is that something that you've that's, come across
2: as a concept as a concept um and that's true in a lot of things I am an accountant; mm. is my profession. So, an accountant would not get on the back of a bull and ride in rodeo. So, you know, that comes out in just about. You know, it comes out in a lot of different ways. Mm. You could be in the rodeo. You could do all kinds of different uh, things in the rodeo. That doesn't mean that you can't be a normal person, or that doesn't make you gay or make you not gay.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: The gay rodeo is not just for gay people, it's not gay animals, it's not gay... <laughs> what? <laughs> Hang on a second.
3: Yeah. Stop, Stop recording. It's... <laughs> that that's so... bull is not gay, okay, that's pretty <laughs> <very laughs> cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> makes, so, makes, that bull hasn't met me yet. Truly, really, um, the, the rodeos are hosted by LGBT or gay associations, Yeah. and that's where they get the label gay rodeo. Yeah. But they are not just for gay people. They're not just for gay contestants or even for gay members. Mm. There are members of the association that are that are straight. Oh, my God, that's just such a wonderful
1: thing. Such a wonderful mm-hmm. way of inviting...
2: And including. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What was the birthing of it? Who, what was the idea of it? Who came up with it? <laughs>
2: I would have to... Make sure I refer back to mm. the rodeo history, which is online on mm. the IGRE website. In the 70s, there was an emperor and empress of Reno, mm. and they were going to do a fundraiser for muscular dystrophy. And their fundraiser was an, uh, or a rodeo it turned into a bigger event that they, than they expected, and it grew from there, really. Um, it's another kind of royalty where the royalty of the rodeos evolved from. Can you explain <laughs> the, what is royalty? What is the royalty?
3: What is the royalty? I'm so fascinated. It, royalty is not only just in the gay rodeo; it's also in the amateur rodeo mm-hmm. and the professional rodeo as well. They still have royalty in all of it. Mm-hmm. So, but for the gay rodeo, there are positions. As far as we have, Mr. Palm Springs Gay Rodeo, then we have Ms. Palm Springs Gay Rodeo. That's what I am, and then we have. Miss and that's our drag queen mm-hmm. and she's she's something else and then you know it can always be a Miss Ter with a capital T in the middle and that's mm-hmm. our drag king. But mm-hmm. we don't have one of them. Being Ms. Palm Springs Hot Rodeo is a big thing because I'm you know, I'm breaking this the grounds of new new areas to go into because I am the first transgender ever to win it locally, statewide or internationally. Really? I've never had a transgender ever It's so Brilliant to hear that. ever since I've, I've come out as a transgender woman, so I grew up right. around all this kind of stuff. I never competed in rodeos, but if I had to I rode horses and roped cattle and branded them and castrated them and all. so it doesn't matter wow. I've done it all. yeah <laughs> So I was like, okay, this could be fun. How
1: was that growing up on a cattle ranch knowing that you were
3: a woman? Very difficult. Let's put it that way, because you know it's Cal ranch, and my dad was born in 1921, so he's very old, old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up as as a little boy, knowing that I was in the wrong body was mm-hmm. really difficult, but mm-hmm. I still took on that boy roles, manly roles. Growing up, um, I learned everything I could from my dad, and I can. Drive anything, fix anything, mm. um, hunt and fish. It's it's an unbelievable what I've learned as a as a young person. But I was fighting it all the time, mm-hmm. constantly. And I just came out um, just about two and a half years ago now. It was at, actually at my son's wedding that I, I noticed. I realized, okay, this is just I can't do this anymore. We're dancing. It was a beautiful wedding. My God, I was. I was I look good. I was in a beautiful tux. Hmm. Five o'clock shadow, perfectly (laughs) god! Everybody's like, oh, "Oh, you're so handsome. Oh, my God. Hmm. And then I'm out on the dance floor dancing with all these beautiful women, bridesmaids dancing with them and looking at their dresses. It's like, what the hell am I doing? Hmm. It's like, why am I in this? I don't want to be in this. I don't feel comfortable in this. I had lace on underneath, of course, to make me somewhat feel a little feminine. Really? That night, I was with my sister at my mom's house after the wedding. And I told my sister, I says, that's it. I can't do it. I can't live this lie anymore. Mm -hmm. I came back to Palm Springs the next day, called it my therapist. She says, be here tomorrow. I said, okay. I walked in. She says, what? She says, I looked at her and says, that's it. I can't be a man anymore. I got to be the true woman that I am inside. She's seen the smile on her face. She Mm -hmm. just lit up. She says, let's do this thing. No. Oh. no. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's been a journey. It's been one heck of a journey.
0: Yes. And, and had you told anyone anything
3: about it prior to your son's wedding? My sister and I talked about it prior for a few years, but she was the only one. That is really amazing and congratulations. And being being Ms, Ms. Palm Springs is just, like I said, almost like the icing on the cake yeah. right now. Yeah. I just, I'm yeah. loving it. I'm loving life now. It's unbelievable.
1: How was your mom? Did you tell your mom? Because you said you went back with your sister and your mom.
3: My mom knew. I told her uh, about two weeks after my son's wedding. told her, and to this day, she still has a hard time with it. She won't refer to me as Joni. Mm -hmm. She just says, I will never call you that name, so don't ever ask. Mm -hmm. I says, well, then you can't call me by my given name because I'll just stop talking to you. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. She says, "Well, I don't want that." And I says, "Well, why don't you use my first two initials, JC?" She says, "Really? I can do JC." Mm-hmm. I, said, okay, just I, do do JC. I like that. <laughs> just thinking about that sort
0: of transformation for you, from someone who's standing at their son's wedding, going, "I need to make a change," to then being, you know, the what's the exact title, Miss Palm Springs, Miss Miss Palm Springs. Yes. <laughs> At what age were you when you decided to make that choice?
3: When I finally decide transition, yeah. Or when did I
0: knew know I was. When you chose to transition, let's say.
3: Uh, let's see. Um, Nobody has to give that fifty-six release. now. So. So. Fifty. Early fifties. Yeah, Fifty-four. Fifty-three. But then, in
0: two years, you make this incredible transition that mm-hmm. I think is just or transformation, you know, that is. So inspiring to hear that it's it can all be done can in so quickly as long as soon as you make the
3: it can be commitment. It's, it's it is a commitment. It's a mm. lifetime commitment. I looked at it, it's like, okay, this is really a brave thing for me to be doing. To walk out of this house dressed as a woman. Having my background as an ex correctional officer, I do know how to take care of myself, so I didn't I wasn't really ever afraid for myself, but I was afraid of not being accepted at first. Mm. But mm. then I came out with such an open and positive attitude that it was just it just became easy and it's second nature now to me.
1: What was coming up for me is I look at my chip nails. Um,
3: yeah, I know is, I saw them and they're uh, all <laughs> know, I'm horrible. Sorry. She did an
1: awful job to begin with. Those nails I are painted black.
3: I mean, okay. you should have gone good. Nails like mine. Well, they're okay. beautiful nails. <laughs>
1: um, they are. Nail I mean, I'm happy for you. Those are gels. Nice. Gels. <laughs> Isn't that what <laughs> they're called? I feel a little jelly now. Oh, right. I feel jelly. This is a business. Um, <laughs> okay. So, okay, here's the thing. I have worked on myself a lot to get to a place where... I have to think about my physical safety. That has been one thing as a gay man. And being a, a known gay man because of my job, you know, I had to, I often didn't feel safe. Because people would, you know, I, had, I didn't have to worry about my safety. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I can take care of myself. I got a bit stronger, more secure in myself and much more secure in my head. But I genuinely, when I walk out of the house, I actually... It's not even a mission to get out now and think, oh, I've got nail polish I do
3: not even think
1: about it. But even two years ago, I would have been quite scared to walk out the house with nail polish on. Wow. And so that's what comes up for me when I hear you say that. Um, And a lot of it makes me realize that people would have put their shame onto me. But I don't need that. I just don't need that.
0: Do you think that's linked to the idea that is, you know, if you almost think the best of everybody out there, you'll get good results back. You know, if you sort of put your faith in entering okay. Miss Palm Springs as the first trans woman and then everybody loves you for it, you kind of get the rewards rather than living in fear, it feels like. Yeah, hmm. you, you can have that also.
3: But I have a very positive attitude and outlook towards everybody right. out there. You know, and a lot of
2: support. You have yeah, a lot of yes. people that I I back you. So I, yeah, it's, so. Do you
0: feel that the, the rodeo has been a resource for you as part of your transitioning?
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. And the, the whole rodeo commu- community and um, everybody that's involved in it are just amazing people. And, and I know that if I needed anything, these men and women would just say, okay, we're here for you. What do you mm-hmm. need? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're always there. They're always there for advice. I look up to them. It's like, okay, goodbye. I don't look up to you guys because I'm taller than all of you. <laughs> but no, the the rodeo is a great resource for me, and it really gives me that that confidence to go out there in the world and. Mm. Do what I want. I'm, I'm not stopping at Ms. Palm Springs. I, I'm going to run again next year for Ms. Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. I will win it again. guarantee <sighs> you that. Oh, way. my God. This
1: is the kind of talk I like. <laughs> but, <laughs> A fighting talk. After that,
3: I would I would really like to go for... Um, is it Ms. California? What's well, the state title, title with state the title? Ms. GSGRA,
2: GSGRA. Ms. GSGRA. Ms. Golden State Gay Rodeo Association. Okay. And then the state okay. associations... Would advance to the international title, is International Gay Rodeo Association,
3: and that's what I want to do. So that'll be a I nice want go be great. all the way to
2: you. Top.
1: You, you go, go If you need a social media campaign, we will back you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys even more. We <laughs> know yeah. very, very good cheap T-shirt printing. How has it been for yourself in terms of acceptance? I I always ask. I like to hear people's. I'm going to use this word journey. Were there times that were difficult?
2: Uh, there were times of difficult within myself, yeah. just coming to terms and being open and honest to myself and to everyone that I was with or, be, or out there meeting. I think I've gotten past that and I'm quite friendly and open now and comfortable wherever I go. When I was living in Northern California, in Humboldt, there's not a very large LGBT community. There is some, but not a large. It was very straight. Mm-hmm. And the the few or the small community up there, it was very hard for me to get involved just because I was sort of an outsider. I didn't mm-hmm. grow up in that area. And that's kind of what helped me to decide to move down to Palm Springs when I met my partner and we made that decision, so. but. I have gotten to where I'm comfortable, where I could walk in just about anywhere. I've walked into the saloon that is very, very redneck, and I can walk into two cans during the drag show. So, I, you know, I feel comfortable now with myself and who I am to be able to go anywhere. I started meeting people before the Internet was coming up with dating services. So a lot of that was just meeting people either at a a social function, a club or a bar. LGBT centers um, used, used to have, I don't know, things posted on their boards for gatherings and clubs and things like that. So after turning 21, going to a bar was where I would, where I had met most of the people that I started meeting and that's where I met the friends that introduced or got me, told me about the Rodeo Association. So, Are,
1: there, because are LGBT centers quite... Are they all over America?
3: I, I... I would have to say not really, because <clears throat> there's a lot of states that are not gay-friendly. Mm. So there's a lot of towns. That, there's probably a center somewhere in that state kind of hidden in a lot of these but
2: and most likely the larger cities or metropolitan areas have an LGBT center for reference for um, information for services and help
0: does the gay radio exist all over America
2: there are associations all across the United States mm. um, they there used to be more. There's slowly some are coming, are, are dying out. Oh, really? But there have been associations all across the United States. Why are they dying out? I think um, a lot of the people that were involved in rodeo have gotten older, mm-hmm. and the younger interest in rodeo is not there. I
1: was going to ask
2: that. Really. A lot of people don't live in a rural area that have that want to know or even compete or do anything with rodeo unless you give them a party atmosphere, which Mm -hmm. some of the rodeos did and helped to bring in attendance. But as we get older, um, we aren't able to do as many things, um, and there are fewer people to get involved and to help produce a rodeo. Mm -mm. And there are fewer sponsors. Uh, Some of the large corporate sponsors that used to sponsor the rodeos have scaled back their LGBT budgets. Mm -hmm. And they usually, what they've told me is that they save that budget for a larger scale event. And that the rodeos don't have the kind of attendance that they want to put out that money. Mm -hmm. So... A lot of the rodeo associations do scramble for sponsorships. That's how a rodeo is produced. It takes a lot of money. The Palm Springs Rodeo takes a little over $60,000 just to produce and break even. Anything over that is donated to charities. But it's a lot of work to raise Mm $60,000 when you're getting people donating $100 here, $200 there. That's a lot of work, and there's not as many people available or able to do that. What is it that you love about the rodeo? Well, I grew up in the country life, and I just—it's just part of me. I've always enjoyed. If I could ride bulls again, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I still participate in what I, in the events that I can. I enjoy it. I enjoy being out with the other people that. Well, especially new people that come in and they're all big-eyed that, oh, I want to do this. and Okay, well, let's go over here and let me give you some pointers. And we should
0: say, Sammy, you are much decorated now. You you've won a lot of
2: I have a lot of, of awards, and... yes, and I've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the only one. There are several people that have been with the Rodeo Association for a very long time as well. But they're not here now.
1: <laughs> so that's What's my time you my nice. well, <laughs> okay. can you take us through a day at the rodeo mm-hmm. how many events Yeah, take, okay. take. that's
3: all you that's sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well the day itself and it's a two day event but, um, both days are ran independently but all events are ran and then both days scores are averaged to come an overall winner for both days there were 13 events. Um, there is one more that just recently was added that can is an optional. So there can be up to 14 events at a rodeo. Because when you go to a professional rodeo, you see three on TV and they're done. So you're done in two hours and you're wondering, why does it take all day long for a gay rodeo to get done? when we see it on TV for two hours. We have 13, okay, always 14 rodeos, <laughs> and I always, or 14 events. have always overpacked. <laughs> so um, there's a calf roping on foot, and then a team roping event, which is a very traditional straight event. So that's two people roping, one person roping the head of the cow, and one person roping the hind heels.
0: And roping is throwing because some people won't even know what rodeo is. So okay. like that's throwing a rope. It rope is their head.
2: throwing a, a loop, mm-hmm. a rope that is has a loop over their head, over the horns. Yeah. And it capture it captures the horns and then they would lead the cow away from the second rider who is going to throw another rope with a loop around the heels
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then if they, they catch know? There's coordination, timing. timing. It's a lot of skill and maybe a little luck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wonderful because I would, I would have thought...
1: It's like I grew up in the countryside. The pe- kind of people that go to agricultural shows would not necessarily be total supporters of the LGBT community. And what I love hearing from you guys is that you have people that would be into rodeo who will come and s- support a gay rodeo event. Yes. And I I would Mm -hmm. not have expected that before coming on this trip. It kind of, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel very kind of
2: hopeful. And And that is one of the things that a rodeo association and a rodeo director puts out an effort to make their rodeo something special for people to come for, come and watch. Mm. Mm -hmm. So your
0: family are a rodeo and yes so was there a moment where you presumably had to speak to them
2: and say I'm going to join the gay rodeo I never in fact I've never really had that talk mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just they know that they know that I'm gay mm-hmm. and they've seen me compete and they've seen me also running around with the radio and directing people so they know my involvement. They know that I get involved and in they I, I believe that they are proud of me for that. Mm-hmm. When I first started doing rodeo, I, I didn't know how they would accept me for that. Mm-hmm. I think I started doing rodeo thinking that they would accept me being gay easier <laughs> if they saw me doing rodeo. I don't know how true that really was. But um, that's just kind of where I, my head was when I started doing rodeos. I do go back and visit my family. Uh, it took a very long time to have a good relationship with them, and now I do, and I'm very happy about that. Mm. It didn't all happen overnight. It was it took a long time of, and a long distance. For them uh, to accept you yes, being gay. Uh, being in California for a long time, and it just took a long time to, to develop a relationship with my family. Mm. I remember telling some of when I
1: told someone I was gay, coming out to them, I said, but, and I used the word but, but I still like God. <laughs> you know, as if like, it's okay, I still like like straight things. So now I realise you can do whatever you want, but it doesn't matter.
2: Yes, I believe I was, I was slow coming out because I was afraid to come out. And so there were things that I did to try to fit in and to at least show that I wasn't... Too different? Too different, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes
2: sense. But then what is different? Because, I mean, I guess that's really a bad thing. I, some people have a stereotype and some people use that stereotype negatively. So yes. I mm-hmm. think I was, I think in my mind I was going to the negative stereotype and trying to avoid that. Oh, I totally did that. I mean, I hated <laughs> most gay people, to be honest. I remember being,
1: yeah, when I first came out, because I had such gay shame that... I hadn't dealt with him myself, so I'd be like, oh, well, I won't be like that, you know?
2: Mm.
1: So I projected it out onto other gay people until I kind of realised that it was actually my
2: stuff, not anyone else's stuff. Okay. That's just where I was then. My rodeo family is very supportive, and it helped me to actually be more open and honest with myself, and mm. so that kind of helped me come out um, to everything. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: What do you think a gay rodeo offers that the traditional rodeo doesn't?
3: Fabulous people like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to say it. Okay. <laughs> well, Somebody had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's yeah. just uh, me personally. I've gone to a lot of different rodeos. I've grew up around cowboys and cowgirls my whole entire life, and I find. A gay rodeo is just so much more exciting because, one, everybody's just whining to have some fun. Everybody's just enjoying each other's company, and, mm-hmm. and everybody's open to talk to whoever. It doesn't matter. It's, it's kind of a really neat energy that you don't typically get at mm-hmm. a, what would you call it? It's just a typical a amateur or, or professional rodeo. Mm-hmm. You just don't get that energy that we have at our gay rodeo here. Our gay rodeo is just a lot of fun.
0: Tell us a bit about the atmosphere, because I think it sounds electric.
3: For me, it was. This is my um, second gay rodeo I've gone Mm. to, and running from Ms. Palm Springs at that time, I was able to hang out with a whole bunch of the competitors, hang out in the VIP area, and that was really fun because um, I knew quite a few people there, and I knew the... um, our country singer that was there knew him personally and it's kind of fun to have have him there because he Mm. always he always told me he said joanie give me my hug (laughs) (laughs) so but it was just a lot of fun to watch it and then watching everybody that's really involved in it i mean how they led it and how they kept that energy going even down there in the arena and everything Mm. They're very, very professional, but you can see that they're having fun. It's wow! Well. They can see smiles on their faces and they joke around, but they're extremely professional
0: out there. Mm. And why does has Palm Springs become a really inclusive LGBTQ space?
3: Yeah, it's a fun place to be. <laughs> Weather's perfect all year round, even though it's hot. We it's, get great evenings.
2: Palm Springs has always been a destination resort. Mm. It's. The weather has always been nice most year-round. So it I, I couldn't say for sure why it's been sort of a resort-like place and that a gay community has grown and been big and part of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: At the moment, I believe all of the city council members are gay, Right With, and including a transgender woman who mm-hmm. just recently was elected and we've had gay mayors our mayor right, mayor right now is gay
0: Do you feel that America itself is becoming a more inclusive place? Where do you think it's at? Uh,
3: for right now, I think overall, yes except for our administration that's mm-hmm. occupying a beautiful white house on the east coast here that's mm. all I can say mm. they're making it difficult Mm-hmm. Now when that person that's in that house is making it extremely difficult for us to be more accepted throughout the United States because yeah. I feel, and I, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I feel like we are feeling more threatened out here because there, now there are groups of people, men or women, doesn't matter, thinking that they can just do whatever they want because this person in the White House told them that, hey, yeah. This is not acceptable. Really? LGBTQ plus people are not acceptable. Really, And so they think they can take it into their own hands. And we've had a huge rising of hate crimes it's since his election. In Palm Springs. In Palm Springs, a really? lot of them. I have one friend that was attacked by eight men one night. No. Yeah. He, he left, went back in the house after three of them were on the ground and the other five ran away. And he, he took care of took him out all wow. by himself. So I was I gave him a big hug and a kiss next s last time I saw. I was like, Oh my god, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, I wish I was there, I wish I was there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like bowling. Ten yeah. pick bowling, whatever you
3: But it does come down to um yes, we're being more accepted. LGBTQ plus is being more accepted in our community here and and abroad, but then again, now we're hearing from the groups that never really accepted us, don't want to accept us, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're the ones that are really mouthing out at us and just doing what they want, it seems like.
0: And what do you think we can all do to combat that?
3: Education. Mm -hmm. Pure, utter education.
1: Can I just say, Joni, as she was called then, but Siana Carmela Costa, Mm -hmm. um, as she is referred to now, that story, when she talks about her being at the wedding. That's a film. And I I actually cried Mm. when I listened to that back. Mm. And I just thought, that's why I do this podcast. Mm. Maybe weep.
0: And to watch someone who, later in life, has completely changed everything. The fear about what it would be to change her life. And to see that in two years, she's radically transformed everything about herself. And is so happy it's never too late
1: no she
0: just bloody rose like a phoenix she sent us an email actually just saying that she changed her name and all this stuff she just because she felt it was prettier um she said hello fabulous gentleman i'm loving listening to your wonderful adventures in the u.s sam smith was amazing sounds like you all had so much fun the podcasts are always a fun way to start my day i look forward to it every week as for your t-shirts they are great but i wish you offered them as women's tank tops as well they're still available for such a short time only. So get yourself over to everpress.com forward slash homo dash sapiens to get yourself a homo sapiens t-shirt or sweater.
1: And I'm just going to say, I actually, actually do wear, as you know, my homo sapiens t-shirts. People comment on it. Do they? When what they do, do they, go, they say? Well, they say, where's, where's that? Or what is that? And, and I go, say? none of your fucking business. Get me the latte. <laughs>
0: They're selling really well and we did a short campaign because we just thought that would be fun. So please head over to everpress.com forward slash homo dash sapiens and get yours.
1: And it's only open for another two weeks. True story. We need to end on a cowboy themed (gasps) Rolling, rolling Homo, homo, homo Keep the homo, homo Keep the homo, homo Homo (laughs) Rawhide Homo, homo
3: Powered by Spirit Studios